on this episode of PL and PJ's Tony's in Trouble. And see ya, Saints. Welcome back to the Premier League podcast with the coziest dress code. Brent, uh, we're actually pretty cozy this time. Yeah, that dress code cozy. obviously being jammies. I sure. don't want to skip over that. I've done it before. Um, but yeah, it's getting nice and toasty out. Finally. So it we, has been dreary. We are in shorts. Yes. Which has been nice. Yeah. Um, but we sleep in shorts. I do. When I'm not sleeping in nothing. But Dude. that doesn't feel appropriate for the podcast. So let's talk about so I'm this wearing more. Clothes. <laughs> let's do a deep dive into my history as a child and why sometimes I sleep in the nude. And <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I can go on with a straight face after yeah. you said that. Um, but Brent, <laughs> when you are a child, you get in trouble. Maybe or, time out. <laughs> time out. Uh, doing things you're not supposed to do. Sure. And like gambling. Like, as a child, when you gamble right. on games that you may or may not be playing in, right. in a league that you definitely do play in. Well, those recess matches, you know, I don't know how serious your recess league was for uh, mm-hmm. for footy, but mine had people wheeling and dealing on the side. Highest goal scorer, yeah. first to score, final score, over-under goals. It was always over 10. Brent, you've played soccer with me. You know that I'm not... Good, and that's because when we were playing at recess, I was I was the bookkeeper. You were okay. You were gambling, <laughs> yeah. and gotcha. I, I was also you know Peaky Blinders kind of uh, esque. I was telling the keeper just to let them in. Sure. Yeah. Wow. So I was collecting the big bucks. Wow, niche reference. But Jake, this isn't about you and me and our storied footy careers. It could be. It could be. But I mean, it's we not. are the hosts. <laughs> well, it could true. be anything we ourselves. want this to be. Well, I want it to be about my beloved Brentford Bees. Okay. And specifically their star man, Ivan Tony, who now faces eight months on the sidelines starting now, which bit of interesting timing considering it's right about to go into the summer. So I guess three months of that suspension will be with no action whatsoever. But... Uh- I don't think there was any sort of thought behind that. I think it was yeah. just, you know, when these are being, the hearings are held and sure. being scheduled. But yes. No, that's fair. I guess, I guess I'm just thinking if they, maybe they wanted to have a specific impact, which was he misses half the season. So they just called it eight months, you know, because uh, he sure. won't be back until January, which could be big and a huge blow for the bees as they look to secure a European place. They are on the outside looking in as it is. And it seems like without their star man, despite a victory at the weekend without him, they might not have what it takes to secure the European Conference spot down the stretch. Yeah. Um, obviously, they're facing the mighty Spurs this weekend. Um, just off some great form. Yeah. I, I always back Tottenham. They're just so good this year. <laughs> I always do. <laughs> um, they, they have a four-point advantage over Brentford, so it would take... Um, a big collapse from Spurs. Uh, and take, Villa. It would take a... Well, uh, oh, they need both of them. Yeah. Yeah, Brent, they're not making the... the I, I said they were on the outside looking. Okay. I mean, you don't know what... 
Tottenham are going to be playing against the Bees, who has a, who have everything to play for, and then away to Leeds, who have presumably everything to play for. Villa play on the final day. Brighton and Villa play Brighton, who are also competing for a European spot, and they play Liverpool oh, this yeah, weekend away at Anfield. So, well, it is unlikely, Jake. It's not impossible, and that's kind sure. of my point: is they could have used some of Ivan Tony's twenty goals going into these last two matches, and in the end, it doesn't even matter. I don't think they're going to make it. Lincoln Park aside, Brent, um, I would not bet on Brentford making it into yeah. a European spot. Well, their last match is also against Man City. Brentford, yeah. So, so it is a we glossed long over shot. that. We're looking yeah. at their like who their competition has to play. Hey, Brentford's record against the Big Six this season is fantastic. To be fair, they've only lost one match. And uh, City should have the title secured Correct. at that point, which I don't think by any means that means that uh, Pep Guardiola is gonna you know, let up at sure. all. But still, uh, the players maybe subconsciously um, maybe don't play 100%. Well, and they'll possibly have, be rested for Champions League final. They, w- they will have a – we know now that they will have a Champions League yep. final coming up uh, because we did push our recording to Wednesday. We do know that mm-hmm. it's going to be inter – Manchester City and the treble is still very much alive. Oh, yeah. Uh, Outside of Manchester United trying to stop them in the FA Cup final, it seems like Man City should have it in the bag. They are better than Inter Milan squad-wise, so who knows. But If there's any team to beat them in the FA Cup, Brent, I think it would be United who uh, notoriously beat them when the odds are against them. Yeah, no, but this is about... I know, I was was about to bring us back. This is not about Manchester City. We we got sidetracked. Uh, That's what happens when we don't have... An outline, and we're just kind of being yeah. easy, breezy, beautiful cover girls. Exactly, and we're making the audience our trout, and we're reeling them back in. Mike Trout? American League. Is, is, <laughs> is this a baseball podcast? It could be. Jake, you know I know a lot about baseball. Um, but Brent, if you're uh, Brentford, you know, your namesake. <laughs> Wait a second. <laughs> is this a test? <laughs> Do you still try to sell or look to sell Tony knowing that his price could drop with half a season being missed or maybe you wait until that ban is up in January window. I think this is best case scenario for Brentford personally. Um, Less suitors, less suitors. They are not going to budge on their price for him just because he's suspended for the first half. That doesn't, that doesn't do them. Why sell him this summer when they could just wait a few months and sell him for what they want in January or next summer even if you were to leave on a free, like it still benefits them possibly to have him in the second half of the season next year. Um, Just simply like you don't know what next season is going to be like. They've done very well for a newly promoted team, but you never know what each season will look like, especially going into next year without Ivan Tony. And Brent, I mean, there's only like a span of like six or seven spots in the Premier League where you're not fighting against relegation or for European spots. (laughs) So it's either one way or the other. They're going to need that uh, influence of Ivan Tony. Um, But who was it? Was it Tony himself or was it Thomas Frank who called him a hundred million? Thomas Frank. Thomas Frank. Yeah. Said that he was worth a hundred million because, you know, essentially he guarantees you 20 Premier League goals a season, which Um, he has, which he has. Um, Outside of his one blemish in the penalty conversion rate as well, you know, he's pretty reliable from there too. So that's pretty invaluable to a team like even somebody like if you were to go back to like Newcastle, even though they're fine. You know, they've got Callum Wilson and and Isaac. But, um, yeah, I think for the Bees, they've done a very good job in the past of being proactive about finding replacements 
for their stars that they expect to leave specifically up front with the rotation yeah. that they've had coming through. Um, between Mape, Watkins, Tony, you know, presumably they have somebody else. I kind of thought they were already leaning that way with the shot assigning. Um, but I think they did it in a smart way where they did it as a loan with an option to buy. And he hasn't really panned out. He's had some good chances. He had had some flashes. They still might sign him, but they're not wedded to the player at the same time when David Reyes already going to be leaving. And they have already now agreed a new deal with the Freiburg goalkeeper, whose name I can't remember off the top of my head, but just in terms of, they seem to always have a backup, sure. backup plan, contingency plan ready to go. So um, I think, they probably have somebody in mind to replace Tony. Maybe that's why they brought in a player like Shada in the second half of the season this year was expecting him to be banned and you, you know, test out a player yeah. to see how he does, but hasn't really panned out. Maybe they don't, you know, secure that signing. And now they kind of have a clean slate where they have another year to delay losing Ivan Tony, where they can really focus in on getting the player that they want to replace him. Brent, I have the perfect person. Neil Mape. <laughs> Dane Scarlett. <laughs> oh, don't tempt me. The odds to score each game is going to be crazy for him when he plays for Brentford. Yeah. You weren't thinking Harry Kane? Um, I mean, if they... <laughs> Kane to the bees, you heard it here first. You know, like in the history of Brentford, they're just used to spending so much money on right. one player right. that they're probably going to shell that's out what they 80 do. to 100 yeah. on uh, Harry Kane. That's, that's their system. Why wouldn't they? You know, I think we can uh, strike up a deal where we get their like football director or scouting director, sure. and we knock off one or two million on Harry. One Kane's or two prime. million? <laughs> That's invaluable to a team like the Bees, Jake. Jeez, but the point is just I don't think Ivan Tony, who was probably lined up for a big summer move this year or this Definitely. summer, yeah. gets that summer move anymore. I think he's probably going to be stuck at the Bees one more year. Yeah, obviously less appealing. Um, missing that first half of the season. Yeah. And we don't know, you know, if there's going to be any sort of, like, future trouble he may be in. You know, I, I, I don't think after getting banned eight months, he's going to do anything. But you, you never know. Uh, it's definitely a, a risk to take. And uh, is he worth it? Especially at a price tag of somewhere near $100 million? Right. I, I don't think so. So um, I think, uh, like you were saying, he stays with, Brentford for at least another season, definitely through January during the ban, um, but probably throughout the rest of uh, the 2023, 2024 season. Which again, I think is best case scenario for Brentford. I know he's not playing, but at a time where they're going to be losing David Raya anyway, they'll have to reshuffle this off season, come up with a new strategy, you know, get their players gelling, get forwards, hopefully in form, at least one going into next season. And then halfway through the season, you get Ivan Tony back. Which yeah. he's not going to be a 20-goal scorer at that point, most likely. But even still, he's going to come in and get you 10 uh, across the remainder of the season as the schedule gets packed right after Christmas. He'll be fresh. He'll be fresh. He'll be raring to go. And hopefully, you know, it's a, it's a sweet match, like, a, like some sweet honey from the bees. Um, but not so sweet. Southampton. Yeah. Saying sayonara. They're going to get Stuck. Stuck. In the honey that is called the EFL Championship. Oh, okay. I, I no? like that okay. metaphor, <laughs> I think. <laughs> metaphor. Oh, you haven't seen that movie yet. Mm. Guardians. Guardians 3. 3. Mm. Yeah. I want to. Well, Dave Bautista in it as Drax does a lot of funny dumb things where he sure. says, like, metaphor. Because okay. he's trying to show that he understands. But anyway, Jake, <laughs> what we understand is that 
Southampton are going down, and that's not a metaphor. That is reality. They sank like a stone this season and are headed down, and we'll see if they can do the bounce back like teams of the past have, teams like Burnley coming up to replace them, teams like Sheffield, who only took two seasons to come on back, and possibly also Luton or Coventry, who are in the EFL Championship playoff final. Yeah, and although this section is titled after Saints and Southampton um, headed down to the championship, we're going to focus on their replacement. Yeah. Um, it'll be either Luton Town or Coventry City. Which I love. This is exactly what I wanted, you, if you, you don't from, recall. From the beginning of the playoff, yeah. you, you wanted these two teams just because of um, their lack the of time in yeah. the, the top tier. Um, you were saying some stats about Coventry. Yeah, Coventry haven't been in the Premiership since 2001, and I don't believe Luton have ever been in the uh, Premiership. And I think in 2012 or 13, they were in the National League, which yeah. is non-league football. Yeah. A lot like Wrexham. A lot like Wrexham. Um, and I think they won back-to-back promotion in 2017 yeah. to, through 19. Um, to get the championship. Yeah, and what's kind of fun is that the two, those two teams have kind of risen the ranks together because in 2018, Coventry were in uh, the second division, EFL League 2. 2020, they got promoted to EFL Championship, I believe, and they've been kind of riding around the bottom mid-table of the EFL Championship the last two seasons. And this season, they just kind of broke out. And so it's nice to see two fresh faces to the Premier League, no matter what, coming in in the next season. I know that Technically, Coventry have been there before, but it wasn't the Premier League at the time. It was the Premiership. So, um, yeah, it'll be exciting to see what happens. I don't know how you if you watched any of the matches. Ethan Horvath looked great, although I can accept that Luton got a little lucky with having no VAR in the semifinals. They arguably should have given away a penalty from a handball. Uh, they had some questionable decisions going their way, but there is VAR in the finals, so hopefully the referees can get everything right. Brent, I'm glad that you watched these matches because I only watched bits and pieces. Yeah. And well, I, the Champions League was on at the same time. And I, Yeah, that was a bummer. And I did not see uh, that alleged handball. Uh, but I was going to mention our uh, our American boy, Horvath, and you, you already did. Is he there permanently? I think so. Uh, I, I think he got his move from Forrest at the end of the last season because he wasn't good enough for the Premier League. Um, hence why they brought in Dean Henderson and eventually Kaylor Navas. Um, but I do believe Ethan Horvath is a Luton player and not just on loan. Are you I think he's on loan. Is yeah. he? Okay. So I think either – oh, not either way because Forrest might go down. Right. So, ooh, that's tough. Um, I'd rather have him starting for Luton in the Premier League than sitting on the bench for Forrest in the championship, though. Um, cause he's a pretty decent keeper. Maybe there's like a buy option on it. I feel like there's like an option for him to become a Luton player exclusively. Just like, I, I saw it and I'm pretty sure it's the same situation or opposite situation that Zach Steffen was in. Man City didn't give a buy option to Boro and I thought Luton had one for Ethan Horvath, but either way, it doesn't matter. The point is that we had two Americans in the EFL championship playoff. Yeah. Only one of them made it. Both goalkeepers. Yeah. um, Sunderland gave up a good fight against Luton. um, But, you know, I I guess I was wrong is really what it comes down to. When we previewed these matches, I had said that I thought the more potent attacks would win. Um, Turned out to not be the case. I thought that Boro could take advantage of 
Coventry with, you know, just the rate at which they score goals, especially with Chupa Akpom. Mm-hmm. And he didn't score. The entire team didn't score over two legs, which is very surprising for a team that was so prolific during the season. And then uh, um, Sunderland also kind of, I mean, they still scored a few goals, but they did not look nearly as potent as I thought they might be. So I guess defense does win championships. Yeah, they looked great in the first game at home, scoring two, and then just fell very, very flat um, in the second leg away. So we were wrong. I think we predicted the other way on, on both of these championships. I think playoffs. I was hopeful, You're hopeful of the two, absolutely. but I did think Sunderland and But when we previewed, I, I think yeah. we, we did um, the reverse of what happened. Yeah, which I'm super psyched about. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's a silver lining for sure. But, Brent, there's one more game to go, and that is the EFL Championship Playoff. The richest game in football. That is what it's titled. Um, are you, are you favoring Luton or Coventry here? I actually think I prefer Luton in, in this final, um, one, because I want them to win. I was going to say prefer as in you think they're going to win or you want them yeah, in the Premier League? Uh, I, I want them to win. I want them in the Premier League. I think their ground is cool. I think it would be a cool atmosphere for away days. Um, cooler story to me. I mean, both teams haven't been in the Premier League, quote unquote, sure. but I just kind of like the story of Luton more. But at the same time, I trust the team that scored more than one goal going in to the final over two legs. You know, so so I kind of I, I tend to lean towards the team that's scoring, especially because Coventry's form wasn't that great in general going into the playoff. I think they had sure now they've had a win, two draws, a loss, and a draw. I think is their okay. last five. So it's not like they're flying. But Brent, just as a reminder, we picked the more attacking and more potent team. Right. In the first two matches. But neither of these teams are attacking in potent. That's fair. Um, you're taking the more of the two. Right. The more okay. of the two. The, the team that has a player in the top two goal scorers, I think. Or is that Coventry? I think it might be Coventry, actually. It's above it's, my It's the name I couldn't say. It's like the oh, Nose yeah. or whatever. Mm-hmm. It might be. I thought it was Luton. Is it, I, I, th- I thought it was Luton, too, but <laughs> now I'm not sure. Should, should we do a little uh, Do a quick research, here? yeah. Either way, I'm picking Luton uh, to win the final. I want to see them in the Premier League, and I think it would be very cool to get them up, although I'm not going to be unhappy if Coventry makes it as well. Brenton, you're going to be psyched to hear this. They both have one in the top three. Well, I said top two. Oh, top two. It's, it's Coventry. <laughs> yeah, okay. It's, yeah, Gaiorca. Yeah, that's what it is. Um, and then Carlton Morris for Luton is in, in third. What, one goal behind. Yeah, Luton have a better defense, so sure. that's always going sure, for sure, Jake, sure. what about yourself? What do you think? Um, I think it's just too good of a storyline um, to not pick Luton. Sure. For their 10,000-capacity stadium in the middle of a neighborhood, I think that would be awesome yeah. for away days for some of the bigger clubs. So I'm going to back them. It's kind of the beauty of the English football system. Absolutely. Um, You have a team that in 2012 was in non-league football, and now they have a chance to be in the, you know, not wealthiest, the... uh, Richest game in... Richest game? No, I'm talking about the league, the Premier League. Oh, well, also the richest league. Sure. Yeah. Um, And a potential to grow their club. And they did it without, you know, mega millionaire owners. You know, it's not like Wrexham getting Rob McElhenney and and Ryan Reynolds, who have a way higher, you know, budget. Not to say that I'm not going to root for them when they are in the championship. I'm just saying, in general, you know, I I think that it's kind of fun the way that they've done it the right way. And Jake, one more prediction for you before, uh, before we move on is just Southampton. 
because the segment is about them. How do you think they fare in the championship next season? Do you think they bounce right back up, or do you think they're going to be stuck there for a little while? Because it can be a trap. It is tough to say at this point, Brent, because they have so many like very above average. I'm not going to say very good, because obviously a relegated team dead last in the Premier League doesn't have a lot of very good players. But they have a a lot of very above-average players that could get poached by some mid-table teams in the Premier League. And if that happens and they clear house and try to look at the financial side of things and say, hey, we need to make up some money we're going to be losing by not being in the Premier League, that could be tough. And we've seen teams just take a giant dive after being relegated. But if they keep some core players, I think they have a very, very good chance of getting automatic promotion, top two spots, next season well they've already got players linked to mid-table and upper table teams uh you know as as they've secured the drop especially i think players like jane ford prouse don't say there for so long don't say Buzunu, it. don't Link say to it. Tottenham. don't say it <laughs> i don't want him yeah um there's a few players that have been linked to manchester united also sure. and if they're relying on theo walcott to get them back up i just don't know how successful that they're going to be frankly I don't even know that they can afford to keep Theo Walcott with the wages that he's on there as well. I want to say it's over 150k a week or something. Too like much that. for Southampton. Yeah, because yeah. he's you know the quote unquote big player of the exactly. team, um, and he's not even starting. So um, yeah, it'll be really interesting to see the way they navigate it. I think if they do clearhouse, they might be in a better position to come back up. Uh, only think be- so. Only because I think they'll have so much money. If you get relegated from the Premier League, you still get like an extra 30 million dollars from the like previous League. season yeah exactly so i think that with that plus all the player sales they're basically only going to be keeping the low wage bill players and then have an opportunity to buy players that maybe fit a new system that maybe helps them you know maybe they stay down a year and just do what they do best and then promote their best young players yeah. and let them play so it'll be interesting to see what route they i was take. gonna say if they clear house and bring in a bunch of new players it might be too much turnover sure. Uh, but, you know, if they lose, like, Lavia and Belakachep, right. I think it might be tough. Um, so, yeah, I think if they do sell those players, I think one year in the championship and then promotion the year after. Okay, so I two think, years total. Exactly. Yeah. But I think if they keep their players, they have yeah. a higher chance of coming right back up. For sure. But then if they don't come up that next year, then it might They're be a big stuck. drop. It yeah, might be a big yeah, one. for sure. So uh, it'll be interesting to see. We'll, we'll follow along, obviously, um, you know. We like to watch right. ESPN Plus is what they're going to be on. Yeah, and we're not going to keep track of them every week. But no. as per usual, we will give the occasional EFL championship update like we like to. Maybe Absolutely. maybe we'll even dip our toes into League 1 and League 2. Who knows? Because Wrexham in League 2. <laughs> <laughs> but then we have to cover League 1. <laughs> uh, yeah, that'll be we don't tough. don't care about anyone in League 1. I don't one. know. Oh, Forest Green Rovers actually got relegated out of it. I think Salford City are in maybe League 1. Couldn't tell you. Wickham Wanderers. Uh, Sheffield Wednesday. Sheffield Wednesday. Although I think they're getting promoted out of it. No, or they're they, in the they lost. Oh, they did? Yeah. Wow. Sheffield Wednesday. There you Sheffield go. Sheffield Wednesday. That's <laughs> Derby? That's our new team, dude. Yeah. Derby, yeah, Derby County. Uh, but anyways, Brent, uh, no betting segment this week. We thought it was inappropriate given the, the first scandal. segment uh, yeah. that we covered about Ivan Tony. Not because we didn't have any ready. Definitely not because we didn't have an- but, any ready. But that doesn't mean you're not off the hook of watching the Pirates of the Caribbean this weekend. So <laughs> if you still want to get your uh, little Davy Jones locker parlay. on, <laughs> your little parlay, make sure to check out Pirates I, of the Caribbean on Disney+. Plus. Also, I never committed to watching that with you, okay? I just want to clarify. Yeah, but the listener. You mentioned it, and I I never said yes. Okay. We're going (laughs) to. Scurvy. I'm in. (laughs) Uh, But, Brent, (laughs) the topics that we 
had briefly are gone. Yes, the, as the whiskey. Yeah, I was gonna say as is the whiskey, as are our Pirates of the Caribbean references, because we're pretty limited on them with no actual parlay segment. So, from the Premier League podcast with the coziest dress code. That dress code being shorts. That works. That's it. <laughs> we'll see you next time. <laughs>